Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. From restaurant openings and discounts on bars and hotels to beauty and fashion offers, Sherlock's partners with London's best venues, suppliers and brands to bring its VIPs exclusive monthly offers. And this month, we're offering new annual sign-ups, a free 111 Skin Space Antioxidant Booster worth £85. Or trial VIP and get two months free access using the code VIPX2 at checkout. For more information, visit sherlocksvip.com. Welcome to the Sherlock's Highlights podcast with me, Charlotte Collins. This week, I'm joined by Heather Steele, Lou Half, and Becky Hull. Hi, everyone. Hello. Hello. I feel like I start most podcasts these days with, really sorry if I sound worse for wear, <laughs> but last night was my Sherlock's hen, so I do feel pretty shit, <laughs> actually. Yeah. It was so much fun, though, It was it? so it was great. much fun. We had a few drinks here with a surprise guest, mm. and then we went to the New Archer Street on Northcote Road, which is very well known in Soho for being a really fun night out like good cheesy music but it's still like quite a classy yeah. bar normally for cheesy music you have to go somewhere with like a sticky carpet yeah and it was exactly that and it was so much fun I think all the waiters are singers so every like fourth song they will suddenly jump on the table and belt out a banger yeah. <laughs> and yeah it was just really good fun wasn't it can we just go back to the special guest for one yeah, sure. I, I wasn't sure you wanted to delve into no, the special no, guest that's fine we can dwell on it everyone I, else was yeah exactly <laughs> I was really nervous that there was going to be a stripper. Do you know, because it's just really hard to know. It, you've got to like contain your normal reactions and then there's Rich. I'm like, how am I going to style this out and look like I'm okay with this with Rich filming it? But it wasn't a stripper, thankfully. It was a butler in the bath. And he was, he was a nice guy. He was, he was a very charming. Yeah. Tom, lovely man. Yeah. Yeah. So I feel like if you are looking for something in between, like not stripper, but also quite jokes, humiliation that the hen can contend with. Yes. Butler in the bath is the Yeah, that's also work appropriate. Yes. yes. Yeah. 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 I don't think that's work appropriate in that many offices I think that's just it but yeah it was a really fun night and I really recommend Archer Street yeah so I do so fun. much I never actually celebrated my 30th and I rang one of my best friends on the way home and was like I think we should do my 30th <laughs> like two years late and um, we're going to do it at Archer Street I also feel like I never just go out for a boogie anymore no I know I sound, that makes me sound like 105 there I needs to like be you, an occasion yeah, these days I think you kind of gear up for a big night out and then it's always a letdown and I don't really do that anymore because mm. I spent so many years doing it that I'm just over it but yeah. It's so nice to have something quite unexpected. Yeah. yeah. Is anyone else got any places that they go for a good dance? Am I Brighton? Do you do that kind of thing in Brighton? I was literally about to say, I mean, I feel like I haven't been out dancing in ages either because Brighton's cool, but everyone looks about 12 now when you go out. So it's just like, how has that happened? I don't really go out in Brighton because the good thing about it is that there are just loads of pubs. Apparently there's more mm. pubs per capita than almost anywhere else in the country. Loads of really proper good old boozers with fireplaces. So you mm. just kind of end up stuck in there and it's a 
very different vibe. And then, yeah, there's a great music scene as well. So it's a good club scene in terms of music, but actually just going out for a, a nice dance at somewhere that's not sort of reflex or flares mm. or you know, yeah. a themed bar. Yeah. It's quite difficult. I find that problem in London generally. Mm. Like whenever you're in New York, you can go out for dinner and the restaurants are like buzzy and clubby mm-hmm. without being a club. And yeah. In London, there's mm. no happy medium like that. You either go out for dinner or you like go to a club or yeah. you go to a bar, totally. but yeah. there's nowhere to just kind of spontaneously yeah. have a nice yeah. night. And then also have that bit where you're like, oh, I'm not sure if I'm into this or not. If you're going to go to a club, you're going to you're a club. You're committing. Yeah. So it was really nice like, to be there and be like, you know, having drinks that can kind of turn into yeah. however much of a yeah. night that you want it and to. And that's actually probably why it was so fun. Exactly. Because there was no pressure. You yeah. dip in and out. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. So the bar, I've remembered it, in Brighton, it's called Casablanca. Oh God, I used to live like five doors down from it and never used to get any sleep because it's open until 5 a.m. And the thing is, it's not fancy and it's not what you'd be like, oh, it's a swanky night out, but it's just cool. It's like nice okay. place yeah. to go for fun. live jazz music and it's quite low-key. And you can have fun. a biggie. can have a little The whole gig. street looks awful just as a heads up, yeah. but don't be put off when you go in. No. Yeah, they've always got a live band playing while And a great there. bar, yeah. Good cocktails. It is fun. And yeah, it's open really, really late if you want a big oh, one. Fun. Okay, let's rather pertinently talk about alcohol trends. <laughs> for the summer, we wrote a piece on the hottest drinks for summer 2019 and included everything from exotic gins, flavoured spirits and CBD, which apparently infuses everything that we do these days, doesn't it? So I want to know, what are your summer drinks of choice, Becky? Pims. Is that really basic? I do love Pims. What do you put in your Pims? What is your magic? Just like a lot of fruit. And you know they always say you can only use strawberries, cucumber. I think you could put a bit of everything in. Mm. It doesn't need to just be your basics that are on the back of the Pims bottle. But I do love a cold glass of Pims. I also love a Pims. The other day I had a, I'm going to say it wrong, Caiprina. Caiprina. My God, it was so good. (laughs) But I think they're quite lethal because the lime and the sugar kind of in flavour counteracts the alcohol and I couldn't really taste it and it literally went down very quickly. (laughs) So yeah, I'm not normally that experimental actually with my drinks, but we've got a new one on the cards. Mm -hmm. Sounds great. Heather, what about you? I do like a really good G&T. I do. It's not really a summer tip. No. No, but I feel like there's so many different places now that are just doing it differently that you can kind of experiment a bit. I do like a gin mare with the olives in, Mm. rosemary. That's good. I just really like beer, to be honest. So a very nice beer in a hot beer garden for me Mm. just does the trick. I know it's not very exciting. How are you on cider? Used to be a big cider fan, but just used to drink obscene amounts of it at festivals. And since then, I've kind of just associated it with... Okay. really hot sweaty yeah. or rainy muddy festivals yeah. so I've kind of put that in my past slightly because <laughs> they always tend to be lukewarm as well oh, but yeah there's a pub in Bristol called the Cory Tap and they do a cider called Exhibition and I think it's like double strength Ooh. cider and it is lethal in Bristol there's that sort of barge or the boat that's got a oh, pub. yeah yeah pub sort yeah. of floating pub yeah I've had some very strong cider yeah, in there before that? that was also on a hot summer's day and yeah nice cold cider but you mm. don't realise it's mm. Percent kind of leads to interesting (laughs) afternoons. There's got to be a very specific set of circumstances, but like a really ice cold Corona. Yeah, I really hit the spot. With a little lime in. I guess. Or even a soul. As long as it's really cold. You know, if you've just like Mm. arrived on holiday, you've had like a long, hot Mm. journey, Mm. and you like just get to your destination, that's when like an ice cold beer really, really hits. Very true. Yeah. But I spend a lot of time in Spain, in Mallorca, and so white wine sangria is my. Oh my god, of course. Yeah, Yeah. it's my drink of choice. For me, it's just less sickly than Pims. But you get all the fun of all the fruit, and yeah, I prefer a wine based beverage. Yeah, that's so true. I'd forgotten about white sangria. 
Yeah. yeah. Big in Barcelona. Well, mm. that's, that is Spain. <laughs> that is Spain. <laughs> Aperol. We haven't even talked yeah. about Aperol. I'm no. Aperol. Oh, no. yeah. Do you drink too much? Yeah, I think it used to be like really fun and now I just... It's a bit basic bitch now, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, I guess it could be described as such. That's not why. I don't like it. I think, yeah, maybe I just OD'd on it a mm. few summers ago and yeah. now it is quite sweet. I just prefer yeah. a very bitter Negroni, but that's not a very affordable thing to sip no. throughout a... And yeah. I find that quite wintry as well. Yeah. That's like, I want that with a fire. Yeah, like, right. Yeah. right. Mm. I can't stand them. Yeah. I, and I love Prosecco, but the Aperol, I yeah. just <laughs> do. <It's, laughs> I never used to like it. It's oh. only been probably the last year that I was suddenly like, oh, this is absolutely delicious. It's weird. Like, my best friend loves it. I just can't get on board with Maybe it. Maybe you haven't had a good one. I think being cold is the key, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. You know, and I had some the other day. I had to fish ice out of the ice bucket for the Prosecco to put it in. Yeah. It's just like, that one was warm. It was like it was. a sweaty Aperol. Yeah. yeah. I mean, if they've sort of been sitting around, mm. not nice, no. not fresh. Well, I loved in this piece suggestion that originals with a twist about Heather, you're like this, that putting fun things like herbs, citrus, spices, pea shoots, or coriander to things like a gin and tonic. Yes. Can we really mix it up? That. Yeah. Interesting. Make, we tried that. Yeah, coriander. it just makes it more savoury, which is my kind of vibe. Yeah. yeah. I get that. Yeah. That's great mm. if you don't like something too sickly sweet. And then we also got some recommendations from various spirit experts for some recipes. One of them recommended a vermouth spritz, rosy vermouth soda, and topped with a dry sparkling wine like a cremant. Hello. Ooh, that's mm. right up my street. Serve with a side of olives and dream of the Riviera. Oh, oh God. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, it's right Please. up my street. Also, I love how we're all suddenly back into alcohol. I know. <laughs> we're suddenly like, yes, I can oh, get back on the oh, alcohol. No, I was like, I'm never drinking it again. <laughs> what you've just read out there has just reminded me that I also really like a port and tonic as well. Ooh. Interesting. Yeah. Like I mean, that's... Vermouth and tonic. It's big in Portugal, but they were big again over here last year. They're very Ooh, nice. It's got to be really bitter. That's I think that's thing, the sure. key thing. Yes. Yeah, they are bitter, but very nice wow. if anyone fancies oh, a long drink. I'd be smashed off my face. Yeah. <laughs> I would. Another one that I liked in this mix was a new take on an old fashioned where they included things like elderflower, lemon, and prosecco. Oh, no, I don't like that. No, of course you don't. No. Really? (laughs) Oh, I love elderflower. (laughs) Well, if you do want more summer drinks inspo, then do have a look at the piece on the side. All this talk of summer leads us quite nicely into holiday chat. We wrote a piece on how to avoid hidden holiday costs because whether it's falling victim to extra charges or being ripped off when it comes to your car rental, there are a lot of hidden expenses when it comes to travelling. Lou, you fell prey to this oh recently. Oh my God, yes. So probably my own fault, but we booked a flight from Stansted Airport with Ryanair to Pisa. I live in southeast London, so the trek to Stansted, the £55 <laughs> air fee seemed enticing at the time, but when you add an hour and a half taxi first thing in the morning, mm. that gets expensive. Then when we arrived at the airport, we had hand luggage only, went to go and get on the plane, and then we were then told that you had to pay £20 if you wanted to bring a carry-on bag that wasn't your handbag, basically. Oh, yeah. So they all now only allow handbags yeah. as your hand luggage on the plane. Mm. And we had to pay £20 then for our bags. We were then told to then upgrade to priority on the way back, which meant then you get two bags. And it was literally just like charge after charge. charge. After charge after charge. And it was so frustrating. The one that I think is the most outrageous is that some airlines, if you haven't pre-printed your boarding pass, Ryanair will charge you £55 to check in at the airport. That's shocking. And £25 to print the boarding card at the airport. And I think... Yes, 
55 pounds to check in and 25 pounds to print their boarding card and also I'm pretty sure EasyJet do also yeah, if you have something similar online. Yeah. the other thing as well is seats so if you don't select your seat and the seats they say are like from 4 pounds but they're not they're from 15 pounds so if you randomly allocate your seats and if you're with a two you'll never be put together mm. you'll be one of you at the front and one of you at the back so then you have to then pay to change your seats another fee it's ridiculous. Yeah. I fly EasyJet quite a bit and they are quite good. I never pay for kind of the seats or anything like that. And I have the EasyJet app so you can just check in and you get the mobile boarding pass yeah. on your phone. So you don't have to pay. You don't have to print anything out. And if you do check in together, they do seat you next to each other free of charge. I think that Ryanair do that. It's just absolutely shocking. Yeah. yeah. yeah that's, it's, and also I have had this with Ryanair before when I literally flew to Ireland. It was ridiculous. And they make it's so difficult to do anything on their site that you end up just paying the oh, extra yeah. because it's such a stressful I'm sure it's yeah. on the website I'm sure I think it's designed it is, to do that yeah it must be designed to do that and I had a similar thing with the seats it was just a complete balls up and we ended up paying so much just to yeah. sit together yeah. it was crazy. I think we paid an extra £200 on top of what we had originally paid so first things first you're taking a flight and you're booking a flight anyone got any tips for making that more cost effective or how to avoid the hidden fees we talked about going incognito oh yeah definitely definitely I think even when you're booking I would always sort the flights by price so ideally think you want to get the cheapest one but then I think look at what time that flight is is that going to be too early that you are going to have to get a taxi and what that taxi cost would be where it is how much it's going to be to get there whether you're getting the Gatwick Express or Mm. Heathrow or anything like that so I think just work out what those pre-travel charges will be because I think often that can add up much more than you expect. Heather? I definitely kind of look for the cheapest ones. I'm more often than not, I'll be on like the earliest flight and the latest return, sort of to maximise wherever I'm going yeah. time-wise as well, but just because I'd rather save some money. Mm-hmm. But thankfully, I live in Brighton and I usually fly from Gatwick and there's trains almost throughout the night. So I'm quite lucky. I can use my normal sort of rail pass that I used yeah. to get to work to yeah. get on the train. And so, so would thankfully. you only fly from Gatwick? I try to wear possible when I went to yeah Marseille a couple of weeks ago the flight was delayed a little bit and I was at Gatwick at midnight but yeah if I'd have missed the train I'd have had to wait for one o'clock and you know it's all the ongoing stuff so yeah if you did then have to factor in a taxi ride as well it can be risky it's in the piece but also Skyscanner I'm sure everybody's heard of it but it is really helpful and has saved me many expensive flights and also just as we were saying about the boarding passes we had when we went to Barcelona my auntie sorry to name and shame she forgot to bring all the printed out boarding passes Mm. and we were so lucky because actually at Gatwick they have printers where you can do it but you did find out that you can get charged at some places so let's hope Gatwick don't change the rules anytime (laughs) soon I actually have a hack for Gatwick that is the opposite of saving money it costs costs (laughs) a bit of money but it's absolutely game changing so I often take like a Friday night flight from Gatwick in the middle of summer which is hell on earth <laughs> but for security the queues can often be like an hour long there is a machine just outside of the entrance to security in I think the north terminal I'm guessing they have it in both where you can pay five pounds to fast track security for me it is those little things you can get through security it's like an hour versus five minutes it is so quick so much more civilized for the sake of a fiver personally mm. I'd rather like not have a coffee that morning and I'd go pay a fiver to yeah. do that 
that. Yeah. It makes such a difference. I cannot That's recommend good. it enough. Yeah, Security it really is. is so stressful at Gatwick as Luke well. Luke have the same as well, actually. I'm not an angry person, but I feel like my most <laughs> stressed when I'm in a key for security. Yeah. Just watching mm. people messing Faff. around, trying yeah. to put their things or just not putting their mm. things in the right... It's, oh, it's the a rules classic. are so clear and then they're going through like, oh, your laptop's not out. Yeah. Or why have you got loads of change in your pocket? Yeah. Or just There's everything. definitely like a comedy sketch to be had about oh, airports. People yeah. still like, wear their belts. It's like, oh, oh, yeah. It annoys me so much. Yeah. get irrationally angry at everyone. So yeah, if I could avoid that, I'd pay a fiver. Okay, other hidden costs and charges. We talked about renting cars, using comparison sites, but also, you know, every time you go to pay for something on holiday and it asks you whether you want to pay in your the own local. currency or the local currency, and you should always go local, right? That yeah. is the advice. And we also talked about using a Monzo card or similar, Revolut. Mm. Yeah. These cards that don't charge FX fees are amazing. Yeah. Do you guys use them? I know I've banged on about Monzo loads, but again, <laughs> it's just one of the best things. When you're traveling abroad, you don't get charged any of the fees. And again, you can see immediately how much you spent because it comes up on your phone in pounds. So you can kind of oh, get can. to grips with the currency quite quickly, like how much you're spending and what mm. you're actually being charged. I just think it makes a real difference. Yeah. I don't have Monzo, but you have properly sold it to me, along with a few other people. So I've got a like... card. We'll both get a fiver if you use it. Oh, and now you pay for security. Yeah, <laughs> winning all round. Okay. Another thing as well is never buy currency at the airport because it oh is such a rip off. Yeah, completely agree. You'd yeah. be better off just drawing cash out at a cash machine yeah. in the country yeah. when yes. you arrive. It's much cheaper to do that. Yeah, on earth. <laughs> just be prepared. At my old job, I was slightly more central, and on Money Saving Expert, you can find the currency exchange that on any one day has the best possible yeah. rates for the currency that you need so I used to do that I remember there's one on the Strand that always mm. offers really mm. good exchange rates also I think the online rates are always cheaper I often get my currency from Debenhams and if you check it online first and then screenshot that mm. and then take that in store and show them they'll give you the rate that you saw yeah online. similar good with M&S tip. too I think M&S do if you have like a card or something they discount your euros yeah. so it's well worth doing that guys just a note on car hire so again went to France quite recently I don't tend to hire a car myself but our friends had hired one for us and he had a good tip their flight I was on a previous flight met them at the airport but their flight was delayed by two hours they arrived to pick their car up and the car hire Mm. people were like oh we've let it go because you've only got an hour window to pick the car up my friend Stu was fine because he was like I always know to pre-order the car for much later than when the flight arrives because chances are you can pick it up early but yeah if you're late they just give the car to somebody else and you have to wait for the car to be available pay extra because you've missed your slot it's outrageous there are all these people absolutely fuming in their sort of enterprise car park and stupid because he had learned from experience just kind of rocked up got the car and went I didn't realise that was thing but could it go the other way that their car wasn't ready for you possibly but I think Mm. more often than not they'll have the car and also you're better off waiting an hour or something in the world better than losing it yeah I never knew that I didn't either thank you for (laughs) your tips I feel well equipped to be travelling this summer in the latest series of Pascal's hashtag millennial problems she asked why are we treating dogs like babies she says that we are molly coddling dogs of today and that we should be treating them more like animals so do we agree hmm. well this week we had a very special guest in the office not the butler above. <laughs> it was polly's new puppy called louie i've never seen women get so excited everyone was cooing over him so much so that he also made an appearance in the sherlock show oh, on yeah. thursday and we were all so excited so weren't we great. we were saying i think bringing a dog into the office really cheers people 
people up. Mm. Oh, God, yeah. And that's, like, medically proven, isn't yeah. it? That yeah, actually yeah. people are happier when there is a dog to pet. Heather, what do you think? Do you think we are treating dogs too nicely these days? Are our pooches too pampered? <laughs> <laughs> I don't have a dog. I'd love a dog. But I don't think they're too pampered. I think they're definitely more part of the family than maybe they were 30 years ago when they were still sort of sleeping outside and whatnot. But I mean, I think if I had a dog, I wouldn't be buying it the finest grub going and, you know, paying over the odds for organic, best tasting ever sort of stuff. If you Google gluten-free dog food, there's 59 million search I mean, it's a real thing. How do you know if your dog is gluten-free? Well, I guess he's very bloated. How do you know that? (laughs) I don't know. I mean... I once saw a lovely pram and this owner was like, cooing over what I thought was a baby in the pram and went to kind of <laughs> see what was so cute. And it was a dog. Yeah, that is ridiculous. so yeah. silly. And I think sometimes people do go a bit too far. Yeah. Hair accessories included. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you want to be wearing like little doggy jackets? No, absolutely okay. not. They're very expensive as well. There's a shop dog called... Dog jackets? Yeah, or anything. There's yeah. A sh- there's a shop called Bone Idol in Brighton that I've uh, been past many a time. And uh, everything in there is like even dog toys, like the sort of most rubbish sort of thing that will destroy in minutes are like £15. Mm. It can be an expensive business. It definitely can. Becky? I am guilty of talking to dogs like babies. Mm. I am. Like, I just do. Because Harry has two Labradors he looks after. Mm. But I also agree with the fact there is a line. And there is a retriever I know. And honestly, this is no joke. He only eats his food if it's got chicken stock in it. (laughs) And it's like, what have you bought your dog? It's not a child, I know. But like, what are you doing? That's such an expensive habit. So things like that. And also, I know dogs that have their own princess beds that I find unbearable. So yeah, I think there's a line. And I think it is about understanding what is just not acceptable, really. Mm. I think it runs deeper than just being an issue in terms of like, all of these things are superficial issues. But actually, I really agree with Pascal's piece that so many of dogs' behavioural issues are down to the way they are so pampered like that. I've got a friend who grew up in Zimbabwe and he says that he can't believe how in like, you know, this bit of the Western world, we treat our dogs and the reason that we always have issues with them is because exactly that, they sleep inside and, Mm -hmm. you know, we treat them like they are part of the family. I know when my parents have had behavioural issues with their dog exactly for those reasons it's because you know he's given food off the table or because he's given too much attention too much love and actually those things can be really hard to undo if you get them into those habits like with children I guess too early on yeah, so, so true I so think. yeah you actually have to be so careful you do, you do. Yeah, treat them some like children <laughs> we always thought that we would get a dog later this year but actually we went away with some friends earlier in the year who it wasn't even that young the puppy was maybe like six months old and it wasn't problematic it really dictated the weekend you know mm. we were we were in a nice hotel and so dogs were allowed at the hotel but not in like the restaurant so we would be going and having tea or, or breakfast or whatever and they'd leave the dog with reception and every five minutes they're like so sorry it's to disturb you but your dog's crying again so sorry dog's crying again also you know we'd see them oh, at breakfast no. oh how are you guys oh yeah well we were out the dog needed a wee at 6 30 in the morning oh, and then he was barking at seven and like so the conclusion we came to is that when we're ready to have a baby that's when we'll get a dog not because yeah because it's good practice but just because well then you're ready to make those lifestyle yeah. adjustments mm. anyway yeah. or as at the moment i like my sleep too much yeah, yeah. Mm. i do also think at a older age as well they can be such good companions i think you know getting you out of the house mm-hmm. going for a walk i also think it's such a good opportunity to meet people when you're mm-hmm. out and about with the dog as well so if you are single and at a later stage of your life then it's i think a really good opportunity to meet people yeah, yeah. my grandma had a dog through to the age of 97 and wow, it was amazing. the most amazing companion mm-hmm. for her yeah, yeah she can't look after one anymore but really really mm-hmm. yeah companionship loyal there's a lot to be said for dogs yeah okay well maybe in that case it's fine to molly <laughs> hold up 
What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. (laughs) Okay, bit of summer beauty time now. Becky, you just wrote a piece called 12 Beauty Hacks to Try This Summer. Uh, so if your makeup is looking a bit tired and in need of a shake-up, these are the easy hacks and savvy beauty swaps that will wake up your look. So tell us. Becky. So yeah, I enjoy doing this because it's just a nice piece and I think there's so many hacks you can get away with in summer. But my favourite one is actually at the top because whenever you get a tan, I mean, I personally have had this, you always feel like you have to show off your favourite foundation because nothing really blends. But there's so many amazing customization drops now which you can get to customise your favourite foundation. So you can match your skin tone and you can match your tan so nothing is compromised. And Cover FX do some of the best with really really broad shade range. Okay, hang on. What we're looking at here is the image and they look like dark tanning drops, I exactly. guess. And what you add them into your foundation you, and it changes the colour of it. It changes the pigment. So it just matches your colour or your current tan. It just adapts to your skin rather than you having to shelve your favourite foundation. That is so clever. I think it's clever because it's something I am always like, ooh, I really want to still wear my favourite foundation but I can't because it's too pale. So it's just a nice way. And so what is the difference between... Okay, so for example, I have two different shades of my favourite foundation yeah. because one is for when I'm slightly more pale one is for obviously when I'm a bit more tanned but I don't love either of them so <laughs> can I take these and put them in my paler one to achieve a slightly different effect to my darker one is that what it will, ha- it will look a bit different to exactly. darker shades yeah okay. exactly that so that is what they are there for and, they're and really it's reacting to your natural skin tone reacting to your natural skin oh, tone because that's what I was going to say like say presumably you put some of that foundation on your hand and then add a drop and sort of mix mm. it in because I was like if you have to do that every morning to try and achieve yeah. Hard the perfect shade, yeah, no, that'd be it, hard. It but... works and it blends. Oh. And if the cover effects ones are too expensive, a brand called Three Inner also do them too. Yeah, I also really like the products that the color adjusts as you put it on yeah. your skin. So I think it's Origins Vitazing. Yeah, comes out and it kind of looks silver, and then you rub it in, and then it kind of develops the color to your skin tone. Oh, yeah, um, so which is also so nice because then you don't feel like you're mm. changing. But I feel like my skin is a different color every single day. <laughs> so. Yeah. depending on if I've been in the sun or not it's just whatever I wake exactly. up with. so things like that are really good as well 100% great hack I love that okay what else I've put in that everybody should use a colour protecting shampoo because these are the kind of shampoos that mainly have UV absorbing filters so your regular ones probably don't unless you are looking for that in a bottle but colour protection ones almost 
always do so they're quite key why do you need uv protection on your hair can your hair get damaged by sun rays oh my god completely it will frazzle them i mean one thing i would say is sun definitely benefits your hair with growth but it gets so damaged from it and you wouldn't always notice it and also your scalp like it's good to kind of just have that seal even if it's i mean you need spf on that anyway really ideally a hat i just don't understand how you put sun cream on your scalp you get like yeah (laughs) sorry charlotte just I did put my hand up because um, Rosie actually introduced me to a product last year which I swear by so Malibu which you can buy in Superdrug do a little spray it's £3.99 it's a clear spray it's not sticky at all it smells incredible and it's specifically for your scalp and you just spray it down but does it make your hair then greasy and wet? first of all no not at all it's not sun cream like it's more of a mist Okay. I personally would be using it only if I'm spending the day on the beach so Mm. I'd be washing my hair at the end of the day anyway I tend to wash my hair most days on holiday but it's the ultimate protection is it? Did yeah. you use it last time? Yeah, I did when I went to America because mm-hmm. I've got a sort of centre parting, so and I just burn at the sight of any bit of Me sun. Too. So often, I you know really looked after my face and my arms and don't get burnt. And then the next day, I'm brushing my hair like, yeah, oh, what so the hell's difficult. happened? And, and you've then got I peel bright red line, and then it looks like you've got dandruff. Yeah, which I do not. Which <laughs> I, I got burnt on my scalp. Uh, yeah, no, I also got excited because yeah, Rosie also introduced mm-hmm. me to that uh, last year, and yeah, it was a lifesaver. I actually went and picked one up yeah. the other day. Yeah. I, was thinking I, I think they're summer. pretty key to be honest because yeah. I mean I'm guilty of it I've burnt my scalp but there is a lot on the market out there that is specifically protective for your scalp so it's worth investing mm. in also I love that it's a really small little bottle because yeah. actually you could just throw it in your handbag exactly. so if you are doing drinks outside or something yeah. you're not caught off guard I mean most people wear hats but if you're not a hat lover or if you just want to get your hair out I actually don't wear a hat on the beach that much because it makes me all hot and sweaty, sweaty. Yeah. Com- completely yeah, agree okay fab what else so I also have put in erasing tanning mistakes because experts all agree that mixing a paste of baking soda and water works to get rid of sort of little patches of tan you want to get rid of but also I don't know if anyone has tried it here but Jules Von Hepp's Isle of Paradise over eraser is amazing for getting rid of stubborn patches and how does it work? So you literally just spritz it on and use your scrubbing mitt just to get rid of it and it really does work. So I use the Bondi Sands tan eraser as well which I love it's like a foam great it's not really for like disasters it's more for when you're at the end like like right. like this right now so what I have where it's time to get off the remnants and you just put it on you leave it for five minutes get in the shower wash it off and it literally disappears it's incredible so if you're just getting rid of a patch does that then mean that you have to redo that patch because it's got rid of everything I mean yeah that's kind of the experience I've had with it but you could go lightly you're probably better off using the baking soda trick okay. if you wanted to choose a teeny cool. patch because when you spray the Isle of Paradise one it comes out quite a bit so okay. Okay. naturally I feel like the worst patches that people get is like hands and feet <laughs> And, feet. and I always will moisturise my hands and feet first and then put something on top of it. Yeah. So it's kind of whatever it happens. It's a layer of protection. Yeah. I also <laughs> use a lighter tan on my hands than I do on the rest of my body. I use quite a dark one and I go for like a lighter colour because it's a good way to avoid those patches. Okay, one more. And then another one I absolutely loved is that you can get clever with your ice cubes by putting aloe vera gel into the trays <gasps> to treat sunburn. I thought you'd all quite like that because I... Just don't forget that yeah, you've got aloe vera and put it in your coat but it's so <laughs> what do you do with the ice cubes you mean just rub them on your body so you just rub them on your burn just patches really? and, it, and I think it's proven to take down inflammation I mean look oh. your burn's probably still going to be there but I think any redness will just oh. be taken oh. down and aloe vera is so mm. nice so yeah. nice and also it's just a nice thing to do even yeah. if you're just hot and sticky yeah, and just yeah. Heat rash, very good for heat rash yes. yeah. but yeah so that's a super easy hack and if I burn this summer which I won't because I'm a beauty editor <laughs> 
Um, I would try that 100%. Okay, good completely. Right. Final word on that. What is your favourite sun cream? If you could only buy one ever oh, again. Do you know what? The Institute Estadem is one of the best ones I've ever used in my life. But That's Spenny. It's Spenny. Mm. But also, Clarins have launched a whole new SPF range, which is completely recyclable packaging. And it's incredible. Their formulas are like cream to gel. So they completely sink yeah. into your skin. It's weightless. And you can't even see it. It's amazing. So actually, yeah, one of those. Clarence has taken over. Had it here first. Let's end by talking about some fashion. I think we have to give a shout out to Needle and Thread, who we ran a story for this week. Just celebrate their latest collection. And oh my God. Oh my God, it's so good. good. This is heaven, right? Lou, fan of the brand? Such a fan. Charlotte always sees me because often I get really excited, obviously about the product, but also about the way that the product is shot. Mm. Lou loves and It's shot. so beautiful. It's kind of very romantic, mm. ethereal, feminine, beautiful, kind of everything you want in an occasion dress if that's your style but lots of bows and iridescent details mm. it's gorgeous <laughs> it is it's, there's something kind of Disney princess-esque about this collection mm. isn't it Heather you were just saying thought it was amazing oh it's well. gorgeous I was just looking at them and they're quite pricey but they're not no, pricey they're... for what they are at all I was really surprised and actually if I was getting married I'd very happily wear one of their mm. £350 dresses I was mm. just feel incredible that. they actually I don't know if we've got that many in this feature but they do A have a bridal range which are a bit more expensive yeah yeah. under a thousand pounds but additionally they have white dresses that don't sit in their bridal range that are also around that 350 mark so yeah, yeah if you are getting married and looking for a, for a cheaper and actually we do have a piece that ran on site this week about wedding dresses under a thousand pounds and yeah Needle and Thread definitely a key contender there yeah because oh, that gorgeous. scarlet that sequin cape. gown you could easily wear as a wedding mm-hmm. dress yeah. um, also if you aren't on dresses they've also got some really beautiful separates there's an amazing sequin skirt which I've definitely got my eye on and also some really lovely knitwear which yeah. it isn't something that you would automatically associate with needle and thread. Yes, completely agree. And also, they've got all these gorgeous sparkly pieces, but actually, they're introducing a lot more florals into the collection as well. So it doesn't have to be that super kind of glitzy look if that's not for you. I'm into it. I love Good. it. Let's finish by talking about tailored shorts. I feel like these have never been more everywhere than they are now. Yeah. On the show this week, we have got a new section called Style Watch, and one of the looks was a oversized blazer, some short tailored shorts, and the infamous chunky Chanel sandals. There's a lot of talk about wearing short shorts and how you can balance them and making it feel work appropriate and not too out there. And there's some really good pieces. There really are. I think balancing out your proportions was the key takeaway from that discussion. So wearing something a bit more oversized on top. And actually there's loads of short suits around at the moment, which lends itself very well to that because you can just buy the blazer, mm. buy the short stories in particular. Have yes. Some so great, great sets. <laughs> but I just love that this is a slightly more summary alternative to a suit. So Reese is another great example. They've kind of taken their classic suit shape and, and they do this year after year, don't they? Exactly. And, and pair it with um, shorts so that pink one. That's gorgeous. <laughs> but also I think they're now so wearable for every day. You can you, know, you can add a t-shirts and trainers to yeah. these looks and, and they're kind of a smart alternative to, to tapered trousers really yeah. Becky would you wear the look? I 100% would wear the look I'm known for my very short stubby legs but I feel like even I could get <laughs> away sure. with yeah, no, no, yeah, no, no, no I yeah. am but I feel like they could suit someone who is a bit shorter on the legs still because they're some are high waisted so yeah. I'm into that I have I'm a really pair from Mango that are high waisted and they're a bit longer some of these are short but some of them are yeah. long a bit more beauty style mm. um, and as long as you wear them with heels yeah, yeah. I really would like to try the I think automatically sometimes 
sometimes when people think tailored shorts, you do think shorter shorts. And actually, that kind of longer to the knee, almost slightly culotte-esque, is so flattering mm. and definitely a look that people couldn't play around with. Yeah. Heather, I'm sure you'd wear them with tights, but convince you to break your legs out in, in a pair? Yeah, I think the ones that Lou just described, yeah, I definitely wouldn't be wearing any sort of thigh-grazing ones, but definitely some longer, slightly baggier, high-waisted ones. Yeah. yeah, if I could find the right ones, I'd wear them all summer, to be honest. Yeah. yeah. Lou, any favourites from Ireland? Oh, there are so many, actually. I also love the ones with, like, a slightly paper bag waist, and they've yeah. got that tie detail around. Arquette have got some really lovely styles. And H&M is always a go-to on the high street for me. I completely agree. There are some really great styles to be found on the high street, as well as more expensive brands. I think that's just about it for this week. We would love to hear not only your feedback on the podcast, but any questions you may have for the team. So whether that's a fashion query, a burning beauty question for Becky, or if you want a recommendation for somewhere fab to go from Heather, do send us in your questions to podcast at showlux.com and we will happily answer them for you on next week's podcast. Also, please don't forget to rate, review, subscribe and tell your friends. Bye-bye. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 